The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today I have on Michael Hill. He is a healer, a counselor, a scholar, and a researcher. And I stumbled across uh, Michael in a, uh, actually I think it was a Facebook post, and your response was so cool. I'm like, I got to reach out to this guy, and I'm really glad I did. He's got degrees in political science. Um, he's got a mass media a communications degree, and then also a master's in higher education. So what a wonderful combination. Um, you know, Michael, we don't try to talk too much about politics here because we're really into gut health and building immunity, and, but, and also reducing stress. And this is why we brought Michael on today because I want to kind of give you guys a back story on some stuff that is affecting all of us today as far as education goes, as far as mass media goes, and there's some politics involved in it because, you know, unfortunately in this health space, you know, um, just me like, you know, reading labels and stuff and I'm, think, I'm thinking then the FDA is taking care of everything and protecting us and then I found out years ago that not only is that not the case, but they're allowing toxic uh, substances, not only in the food, but in supplements so guess what? Politics is involved in your life in a deep level, whether it's um, the food you eat, the water you're drinking, um, the air you're breathing, and the information that you're taking in through those two beautiful ears that you have. Hopefully, they're both working. Hey, Michael, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you being here, man. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about your backstory um, and I know you've got a little bit of a health journey too, if you can wind that in, but I really want people to understand what your, what your specialties are and then how these things intertwine and then, you know, and then tell us about what you're doing. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, born and raised in Chicago, the streets, uh, actually in the city, not, a, not, not any of the suburbs. Um, that kind of a dysfunctional upbringing, uh, got into street gangs, the whole thing, um, but had a knack for school, stayed in school usually. And uh, as I got older, um, uh, uh, forces sort of conspired to put me in position where uh, I, I suffered an injury that ended my career on the, the trading floor at the Mercantile Exchange, which was a life of yeah, you know, uh, materialism. That's a lot of stress um, and, right there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stress. I, I was like born for it. You should have seen me. Uh, and then when I got hurt, it was, a, it was a spinal cord injury from snow skiing. So it paralyzed me and, and it made it difficult for me to go back um, to the trading floor. So I, I did slowly recover because the fracture was incomplete and I am able to walk again. But uh it was no longer feasible to be on the trading floor that did not recognize such an injury. How long were you so paralyzed for? A couple months. Man, that's spooky. And, and there's still, and there's still, it's still broad. They put two Harrington rods, these big long stainless steel rods in my back to support 
the spinal cord. It's something they don't do right anymore. It's actually quite archaic. And, and the solution, these rods probably cost me way more problems today than the actual initial injury. So that's kind of a frustration by itself. But what, when people get hurt, that's often a common uh, vehicle, you know, that eventually steers people into becoming healers or discovering the, the, the ability to heal not only yourself, but others. Um, so that, that, you know, I, what I used to think was a really bad thing that happened to me changed my life so profoundly and gave me an opportunity to sort of pursue a different path. And, and I immediately started by taking whatever credits I could from the last college I attended and went back to school. And uh, I never really stopped my path of education and enlightenment since. However, it wasn't until I was done with uh, my undergrad degrees in 1999 that I really learn anything, leaving academia um, and the lies and half-truths they teach you, which seemed kind of suspect at the time. Uh, I didn't really learn anything until I took my research skills and, and started pursuing truth um, and alternative media outlets. Mm. Cool. And now you're, now you're a healer. Yeah, so as, that, as I grew into that um, and I started seeing, when an injury like that happens to you and you feel like you've exhausted all mainstream medical options, you start looking at alternative options of healing. And it, by chance, I had a distant family member who I sort of discovered one, one family trip weekend. He was a burgeoning uh, uh, healer himself at the time. This was in the 90s. And this was a man that owned his own pharmacy in Park Ridge, Illinois, which is where Hillary comes from. Okay, it's a very affluent suburb of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And to own your own pharmacy there is a big deal. He had all the American dream boxes checkmarked. You know, great, great life, uh, 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 great kids, great everything. But the industry itself of pharmacology, once you start to become aware of what you're doing, you know, you might have some problems with being a legal drug dealer. So I think he became disillusioned with his industry and he was also going and you know, going to martial arts and having some kind of energy issues. And, and uh, he was directed by some, some military uh, martial arts trainers to start looking into some other forms of healing himself to a point where he had to leave mainstream life gave up his pharmacy and all of it to pursue a life of spiritual training and healing. And because he did that and was helping me at a time when I needed it, I, it ended up influencing me later in life. And, and when I got a chance to, to take similar classes and, 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 and grow my natural healing abilities that we all have, by the way, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of developing them and, and, and focusing on them. And it's not even that hard. Uh, it, 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 it gives you something more than just this feeling of being behind a computer and, and being outraged by, by the truths you find and then trying to tell everybody because you realize not, nobody really wants to hear it. <laughs> but a lot of people want to be healed. And that sometimes is a neat vehicle to, to start to reach people because most of what people need healed, stress and, and, and the, the, the dis-ease that comes with it, the bad feelings, both in the mind and body, um, you realize we, we can heal that 
but if you, your mind isn't thinking right, it, it'll return like in a week or so. And so instead of keep trying to heal the same thing, it's much better to go to the root of the cause. To be clear, be very clear, you cannot have an emotion without a thought first. And it is the emotions that affect our gut health, right? Mm -hmm. our, our solar our solar plexus, right? And, and if, if we don't think right, then we're constantly gonna be in a, a state of disease, disease, which is going to have an adverse effect to our stomach and our gut health, which affects everything. And, and so that's why it's so important to, to take a proactive approach to, to really looking at your thinking process, your thought process, your interpretation process. How much time do you spend worrying about the past or fretting about a future that doesn't even exist? And that's why the book, like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, to, you know, for starters, as a beginning. Yes, there it show. is. Well, well, show up, show up. Come on. There it is. There it is. It's so neat the way it blended in with the background. Um, yes, that is a very good start for people. Um, yes, and that I highly recommend just to, just to, you know, ease your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's like. I have, I mean, I spoke about this before, but you know, we, we do a lot of stuff over here, helping people heal, you know, and my journey was I healed my body first. And then by doing that, you know, cleaning out my gut and recolonizing my gut bacteria and taking digestive enzymes and chewing my food well and avoiding liquids with meals and all the things we do over here, drinking lots of water. Um, I started feeling better and that opened me up and allowed the emotions, the emotional baggage that I was dragging around to come up and I was able to cry that out couple sessions and very that, cathartic yeah it was um and who would have thought that you had your i'm carrying around bags and all this weight this emotional baggage emotional weight just dragging me down i literally dude i felt like i was floating around on a magic carpet after i got i cried for about 45 minutes to an hour like literally like i, I believe like, it it was ridiculous i'm like whoa i mean i felt so light and so good what had changed i dried set down i had that by changing my digestive tract and my health, I changed the frequency and it allowed, instead of using food as a dope to push my you know, emotions back down, what I've been doing for years, by eating clean and fresh foods and organic foods and you know, sprouts and all these things, the emotions were able to come up and that's where the real true healing became, came out of because that thought leads to an emotion and that emotion gets stored in your fat cells and, and it constricts your gut. And like you said, and that's why I had you on today because you have such a diverse background and I can't wait to get into the other stuff. But if you're stressed out and you're listening today, you're not going to be able to heal near as fast or at all or fully if you don't learn how to deal with emotional stress. You have to, you know, and it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. And we'll get into the solutions in a little bit later. But um, yeah, I'm really glad that you came on today. So, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't we just get into some of the schematics of like, um, first off, let's go into mass media, right? And okay. why, And because I mean, mass media, the mainstream media is just freaking the, scaring the crap out of everybody. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the world's going to end. You know, we've got, you know, and I've watched it for years. The things come out on Time Magazine, like the, the earth is going to, it's going to heat up and we're going to be burned off. And then five years later, then they're like, the ice is coming and we're going to have an ice age. And then it's, you know. So it's the climate thing all the time. They try to scare us with that when, you know, the earth goes through, thing, yeah. goes through natural patterns of heating and cooling. <clears throat> this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's normal, um, you know, um, and that kind of stuff. But they freak us out all the time. And then now they're just to the point now where they're, they're literally lying. 
and stuff like that. So why don't you get into the history? Let's use, let's put on your mass media communications degree and all of your okay. personal, personal, you know, research after you got out of school as well. And why don't you tell us the history of these media organizations? How many of them were there? How many are there now? And talked about how investigative <laughs> journalism used to be and what's going on now. Yes. Okay. There were, all right, prior, you know, going back to the 1980s, um, when I really was aware of all the different stations and outlets and newspapers and investigative journalists, it was, it was quite uh, numerous and normal and laws were in place in the United States that, that uh, kept from monopolies forming. There was a big thing back then about Ma Bell and, and getting too big and, and they came in and broke, uh, the government broke that up. It's the same thing with Standard Oil at one time. So there was protections against this type of uh, uh, mass media conglomeration. And you know, you didn't think it would be a problem, especially when, when you're taught in school about the legislative branches and, and how everything's checked and everything's going to be all right, which are the laws that are there to protect you, even with the FCC. So, uh, but what happens is um, lobbyists get to the politicians and also the nature of communications itself, as it became more and more wireless, it became something where it didn't have to, uh, headquarters didn't have to be within the United States, you understand? So now you can get around some of these monopoly laws by setting up headquarters and, and conglomerating outside the United States. But that didn't even, that wasn't even necessary eventually because eventually they had the laws rewritten. Um, and that's where we really have a lot of problems. So at one time we had, you know, dozens, hundreds of, of independent media outlets. You had channel ABC, NBC, uh, Fox was the, the, new, the new guy on the block that was changing things. They were doing things that none of the big three, CBS, NBC, and ABC were, were doing. And uh, they changed things at the time. Um, even the programming, the news approach, everything was different. Uh, and then... Uh, and then you started seeing in the 90s, you'd hear about it. Oh, this, this station merged with this station or, or even in the 2000 when, when uh, uh, Time Warner bought AOL. And, and this is how it starts happening. They start closing up and closing up to where all mainstream media now is under six ownerships, six outlets. So it went from 200, two, those, 200 to six? Down to six. And, I mean, and if you look at these six and see each one of them has like a hundred different little sub outlets, everything from your, you know, news weekly magazines to everything. It's all mainstream. And it all, it, it, there used to be a time where you get articles, you know, very much like the academic journals or a paper you did in college where you had to cite your sources and, 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 and actually do the research and, and verify mm. your, your stuff. That all got thrown out the window. And it all got uh, put to, it, it all comes from Associated Press. In other words, one guy writes an article over here, sends it in, that becomes all you need as your citation. I got it from that guy who put it into my main company here, Associated Press. Who be above that is Reuters. And Reuters is a, 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 a foreign owned operation that was owned by um, a family called Rothschild family. And um, anybody that knows anything about who Rothschild is, but Rothschild is the sole owner of all the central banks of the world. He is, his family, 
go back uh, to, I believe, the 18th century, and they have been the big bankers of the world. They are the ones that have been uh, have funded on both sides of every war since Napoleon. And uh, it's a huge conflict of interest because now we have the man that owns all the money in the world owning all the media in the world. And the United States is essentially the, the military might of the world, the teeth. So what one of the things that, that um, Rothschild and the central bank, the Fed used the United States for, was anytime a country resisted the, the central bank's dollar, we'd immediately claim that, oh, they're a bad country, their government is bad, they abuse the people. We send the CIA in first to create civil unrest, then we convince, we use our, our false media reports to convince the American people that there's a problem with the country, like a, you know, like a Noriega, and then we go in there and give them democracy, which is for nothing's further from the truth. It, you, 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 cut, you, cut out, you, you cut out for just a second. You said they use the false media reporting to the U.S. They use, they use the false media reporting to convince the, the people of the United States that this country is abusing its people, that this current government regime, like a Noriega or a Saddam Hussein type, is abusing his people and that he, they need to be removed. And we're going in to save the people. When the fact is, is we're going for one of three reasons, one of three or four reasons, either because they're not using the dollar and, and Rothschild wants us to, or oil, they got the oil and we want the oil, which is another Rothschild thing, or uh, poppy fields like in Afghanistan. There's no oil in Afghanistan. Why are we in Afghanistan? Because there's poppy fields. Who cares about poppy fields? Big pharma. That's where all the opiates come from. That's where Vicodin comes from. Okay, without that, they couldn't medicate all our citizens of, of the free world to keep them docile and, 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 and down from all revolting. <laughs> That's how deep this stuff goes. So getting back to your thing. So he uses that, he uses the military, United States military in that sense. Um, and then he also uses the, uh, uh, the media to, to, to control the thinking of Americans. And it's a pretty tight monopoly. That's why out of everything you always get told to put, well, the one addiction you're always told to put down more than anything is the television. Because Hollywood is a huge evil tool used to manipulate the, the minds of everybody. And, it, and so they did two things that have been very effective in the past five years, two, two buzzwords that have been very effective through the media. The first one is fake news. It is them that are actually the culprits of fake news. And as um, the internet and Facebook and Twitter and stuff opened us all up to alternative news sources that do still do investigating and do give us the truth, which is the truth about Rothschild, the, the central bank and, and the, 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 the communist social push to, to enslave and rule the world that Kennedy spoke of, okay? Uh, they want to call that fake news because they are the fake news. That, that's how it works. It, it's always turn it upside down. Always tell the, accuse the other person of what you're doing. And then the other word is woke. The term woke, awakened, wake, you know, that, that all comes actually an old term from conspiracy theorist circles. That's like at least 15 years old. And to me to be awake is to spend years of research, independent research, learning and doing stuff on your own, coming through a set of realizations. It's not usually something that happens overnight. 
this, the mainstream media would have you believe that woke means awareness of social injustice. Here's, here's a newsflash. Even imbeciles are aware of social injustice. So we can't just call everybody woke because that's, that's a commandeered term. I don't even like to say it anymore. Mm. So th that's how they sort of turn things around constantly. And, uh, and, and it is, this is the problem, but people are waking up more than ever before. People are turning off the news and doing research. That's one of the weird things that this, this pandemic slash pandemic has done and, and the lockdowns have done. They sort of overplayed their hand and their strategies, their diverging strategies, because by locking everybody down, it gave everybody a chance to stay home and, and away from work and actually have time to do some research and yeah, wake now, up. So this mass awakening is unprecedented. Yeah. Now we're doing some, some everybody's doing research and more time to pop on social media and read stuff before it gets down. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to get into the stress that's been caused through mass media about COVID-19. We'll be right back. How you doing? This is Pat Militaire, former UFC champion and UFC Hall of Famer. My life is hectic. I did a show, finished at midnight in Minnesota, drove four hours north to Fargo, North Dakota this weekend. Three hours later, ran a marathon, taught a seminar that afternoon, got up the next day, ran a little bit more to loosen my legs up, taught another seminar, and then drove home last night for eight and a half hours. Got back home at, at two something in the morning. This stuff is what's saving me right now, and it's keeping me going. So imagine what it can do for you, just a nine to fiver. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Hey, Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm with Michael Hill. Welcome back. Um, let's go ahead, Michael. Let's get back into um, mass media. We'll finish up with your mass media communications degree here and your research outside of the box that you've been doing for decades. And um, why don't we just talk about how mass media is, uh, and COVID, how they're using mass media to completely put people in a fear state. And realize this, guys, remember, when you experience fear, you're going to raise your cortisol levels. You're going to burn out your adrenal glands. You are going to lower your immune system. So tuning into the news, um, especially when it's the fake news and, and fear tactics, is not good for your health. All right, Michael, take over. Let's go, buddy. That is correct. Fear is a very negative emotion that is quite powerful and has been created in what we call virtuals, virtue signaling, where the media has people convinced, those that, lack of a better term, are still asleep and buying into this uh, process. To be clear, quarantining lockdown, you do that to sick people. When you quarantine healthy people, that is called tyranny, period. Mm -hmm. There is no other science that suggests otherwise. We want to look at the science and look at statistics of the world. And we have this misnomer that's really putting a damper called Sweden. that didn't do any lockdowns and didn't do the mass thing. And they never had a curve to flatten. They never had the uprising in COVID cases. 
then there's the whole problem with the nature of the COVID testing itself. The inventor of the test, the guy from the 1980s, uh, that's how old those tests, uh, those tests are, said these should not be used to test viruses. It's not what they're for. And, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is flawed from the beginning, but what we're using, so, so the mass media is, is the number one tool right now being used to create a fear and panic of a, of a virus, quote unquote, that, that has a 99.6 mortality rate. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, everyone surviving uh, in the world, flus, all kinds of what would seem like lesser sicknesses and epidemics have that, that have had a higher mortality rate have never been treated this way. It's because this is not a pandemic in the sense of reality. It's, just, it's a pandemic in the sense of a political agenda that that would be in place even if Trump was not the president. So this idea that they're just doing this for Trump is is a mistake. It is it is uh, a big part of the agenda now because Trump um, won election four years ago. But it is not the sole reason why this is being perpetrated upon the world. Initially, the plan this all goes to an Agenda 21, which is something that most of the free world nations signed. These are legitimate agenda plans that anybody can research and look up. It's Agenda 2021 and Agenda 2030, and one for the year 2021 and one for the year 2030. And these are what they want in place for, uh, uh, for the world to move in a direction, the globalist direction they want. And what happened here was this, this pandemic was coming either way, but the idea was to speed up and, and transform us into a, a, a socialist communist state under Hillary. Hillary would have been the one in charge right now, and this would have been used. Everything would be the same, except that the attack wouldn't be against the president. It would just be against our minds, our bodies, our souls, our businesses, our families, our education. Everything you're seeing now, minus Trump. So mm -hmm. that's the big difference. So and to be clear, they're not really after Trump. They're after us. Trump's just in their way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know uh, I sometimes uh, get a little bit away from <laughs> the initial question. But no, that's, that's what this really that's, is. That's uh, fine because the, re the reality is, is what, the reality is, is what you're explaining is you're just educating people on what the, what's really happening, right? You're in an, you're exactly. basically, you know, because you're a researcher and a scholar, you're basically an investigative journalist in your own right. You know, because yes. you're just, you're just, you've been trying to get to the truth for years and years and years. And you can, you can tell that, you know. Yes, I've, I've seen this coming. I knew this was coming. I was warned, oh, 10 years ago um, when I was in Arizona um, going through some serious uh, education, educational period of my life. It's this idea, I, I perhaps, um, just real quick, just to give you a, a point of reference here. So in, in Eastern philosophy, you get into Eastern spirituality, you might have known, uh, you know, they tell you, go, go in a cave, go buy alone in a cave so that you, you can have enlightenment. You can, you know, go within and get away from all that's uh, alive, all the distractions. Well, in the Western uh, philosophy, 
we look at like what the Christ says, that the, what, what's known as Jesus. Uh, he would say, go to the desert. Because again, that's where you're alone. Everything's dead in a desert. And that's where I went to. I went to the desert of Arizona to get away from the Chicago distraction so that I may earn my master's degree and my shaman's degree, so to speak, because that's when I, I was afforded the time and was warned about this time that's coming and said that, well, you're probably, you're probably going to be happier and, and less stressed in Arizona than you will be in Chicago because Chicago is a targeted city. They call it the buzzword, they call it as a smart city, but Chicago, as you see by the, the, the coordinated riots and, and, and you know, looting and everything that's been going on and the violence is a main target city. Um, unfortunately for me, that, that's not enough to deter my presence here. I did move back after uh, concluding my, my education at the time and I continued it here. To be clear, education never stops. As I'm talking to you right now, I am also learning from you, Tim. You've already said lots of stuff that I, that I like. That, that's great perspective. That's awesome. Yeah, constant education, because if you're either growing or dying, right? That's how nature works. That's, that's right. And, that's right. And, and, we, and people forget about it, that we are nature. We are literally nature. And we get disassociated from that, that we don't think we're nature anymore. We can just go in and have somebody hand us some synthetic pill and it's going to solve our problems. But if you've been on synthetic pills for a year or five years or 10 years or 15 years, you have to ask yourself, how's it working for you? You know, yes. how's that working out for you? Yeah. I was just talking to uh, um, uh, one of my coaches yesterday, Lynn, and she said, she's got a guy who is a, you know, muscle builder. He was you know really into looking good and, you know, competing and doing that stuff. And, um, his diet led him to get type two diabetes. And then he had to amputate, they amputated his uh, leg. And then, cause his toes were getting numb and all that stuff. And then eventually he's had some of his toes taken off his other foot. So now he's like in a wheelchair and, um, and, and it's just like, they're hacking this guy's body parts off. And it's like type two diabetes is like such an easy, I mean, that's, it's not even a disease. It's just poor lifestyle choices. I mean, that's it, all it, it, it is. A change of diet and exercise would, I mean, obviously he had some kind of exercise, but it wasn't the right kind of exercise and, and diet. Uh, th that's interesting points you bring up right there because I think a lot of people have this idea that their workout regimens are good and, and are healthy, but actually upon, upon closer inspection, most of it's not. Here's a good example. Uh, this is one that never that always stuck with me, the idea of long distance jogging. Um, I don't want to. I, I hope I don't say anything that would bother you here, because if you do it. But to be clear, um, because of this planet's gravity and the average weight of a human being, long distance jogging for anybody like above 140 pounds is, is a lot of a lot of stress on the knees, and so you're going to have knee problems when you're older. And that's not good. Now, sprinting is fine and, and no impact, you know, like, uh, you know, cycling and stuff. That's all more positive martial arts, Tai Chi, Qi Gong. Tai Chi, Qi Gong, these, these are the type of things that, like, if the good aliens came down and told you how to be more spiritual, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Meditation, tai chi, tai chi and Qi Gong are just meditation and flow. It's about yeah. moving energy. Yeah. It's about moving your energy in a way that keeps it clean. When you talked about that, that, that cleanse you did, and you said how lighter you were, what you did, you, you took away a bunch of dirty energy that was attached to your aura 
and it cleaned it all away. I do this all the time and people tell me, I feel so much lighter. I says, isn't that wonderful? And, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. And it's crazy because you don't, you can't, the way you're raised, like especially the way I was raised, up, you know, Eastern Oregon, redneck on a farm, you know, <laughs> we, we, make, we make fun of, we make fun of people even talking about this stuff like your spiritual aura i mean people would like slap me you know my friends would be like laughing at me you know um but it, the, all i can tell you is like i felt terrible i cried for 45 minutes to an hour and i felt like literally like i was so light and floating around i felt so happy released you released there was probably a ton of bad dirty energy in those tears the salt do you know that salt water is actually the the disposal system the magnet I use when I'm when I'm cleaning when I'm healing somebody and I'm taking their dirty energy away it's going into salt water. Yeah. So when you're crying salt tears, you are literally cleansing yourself. Yeah, you're detoxing at a, at a, at a, at a spiritual molecular level. It's powerful stuff. I hope you guys really take, note of, take note of it because when you're crying, don't feel bad about crying. For you guys out there that are holding it down deep inside. Man, you are creating a cesspool of disease into your body. Blockage. Yeah, Blockage. it's like it's like, and I'll, I'll I'll remain nameless in who this is, but there's an there's an I know an 80 year old man who had, um, I'd never seen him cry in his life, not once, not one time. I'm talking like redneck type cowboy, you know, mentality rancher, just like just you know just rough tough whiskey coffee you know it's just like smoking cigarettes you know literally no filter yeah. on paul malls no filter right? <laughs> i'm tough i'm tough and i work and great person unbelievable uh you know would never hurt anybody does what's right never tells a lie that kind of stuff but you know end up talking to him and um found out that something happened to him when he was a little kid and um he was just kind of you know he's older now and he's kind of his body's breaking down and you know he's thinking he's on his way out of here. And, and all of a sudden you, he got lost in the thought. He got lost in the thought. And I saw his eyes kind of glaze over and he wasn't looking at me and he was telling the story, but he was a little kid and about how um, the uh, aunt and uncle were coming to see him and his, and his mom and dad and his two sisters. And he overheard them say, um, yeah, we'll take your girls, but we don't want to have him come with us for the summer. And then he'd been holding on to that for like 70 years like he had felt discarded he felt like he was unwanted he was felt like he was unloved and he actually started crying and then he, he i never saw this before and then he was crying and then all of a sudden he realized he was crying he's like oh oh i'm sorry and he got up and he ran out of the room you know and went to the bathroom and he apologized what was he apologizing for right because he didn't that was probably the first time in 70 years he had been able to express that at least in front of somebody else. Maybe he did it in private. I don't know. But this is the level. I mean, we will hold on to this shit till the bitter end. And I'm telling you, life is so much better. You have so much, you have a lighter, you have a happier, you have a more clean, a higher vibration life. You have a more attractive life, a more beautiful life, a more wonderful life by learning how to release this stuff. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. You, you, you really hit it on the head there. Um, what, what your friend has a very strong sense of is ego with a capital E. Mm -hmm. And it's a fortification of it. Um, he had a breakdown when he cried and, and showed his real self. That's who he really was. Yeah. Okay. He, and then he got embarrassed because that voice in his head told him he has to be macho 
and 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 overcome all the you know the slights that he that he felt in his life which were could be very real but it, it's the coping mechanism that we're taught as as children which is actually quite off it's this idea of 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 male strength and ego to a point where you know it's harmful okay and we're not really taught how to deal with it or understand it or in most cases in today's world overcome it yeah because it really is the the the, the blocker it, it's what it's what all the all buddhist teachings is really about all what christ teachings are really about in essence once you, upon close inspection and research that's what you'll see as the ability to overcome this ego if you know that book again I'll, I'll reference it again if that book can be taught to children in five years old six years old where they grasp all this stuff i truly believe all the world's problems would be solved in a generation because <laughs> they would be taught how to breathe properly how to deal with ego properly at a young age instead of the opposite we're not even taught in gym class in high school how to breathe properly it's actually the opposite and, you know uh and and it's just amazing how how it's just everything we're taught you know the, the english system versus the metric system the whole world's on the metric system but we got to be on the english system and and then we wonder why nothing goes together <laughs> you know? so it, it's stuff like that and, and and the more you look at that and realize that it's all a facade the idea tim is to live in this world not be of this world okay it's already bad enough that human beings are the only species on the planet that have to pay to live here okay <laughs> that's that notion is ridiculous in itself but let's just be clear outside the box means you can be in this world just don't be of it hey, you have to you're gonna have to repeat that you, you, you said it was it was it was bad enough that human beings were and then you could uh it was bad enough that human beings are the only species on the planet that have to actually pay to live here okay <laughs> yeah right right think about it. it's, it's only or the only species that actually have to pay to live here but but to be clear to, to be outside the box just simply means you're you're in this world not of this world don't be of the materialistic world mm -hmm. um and 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 as far as wealth goes uh you can you can have money and still be spiritual the problem is it, it, it's usually uh it, it usually works against itself the more money you have the more distracted you're going to have i i don't say take a vow of poverty or or a life of aestheticism but it, it's just good to be aware once you start looking at yourself and how you think and, and basically you know when you read a book like that the other thing you should be doing is putting a sock in it shut up and just start observing everything observe what your mind is observe what people say without responding just listen to what they say without your ego telling you what to say back just stop responding and start paying attention to what's really going on it will be a subtle transformation that we can all just do on our own yeah that's and, that's and, a, and another word difference another word for that is um, observation without evaluation yes exactly yeah, yeah. That, that really helps me help me a lot especially when you're in a there's two things that I, I i learned like when communicating with people especially with a significant other or close relative or somebody you're tight with that you know, maybe you're having some friction is that observation without evaluation meaning actually being fully present and listening to them creating a container for them so they can open up and tell you everything and don't go into defense mode 
right? The, uh, then you can actually hear them and then, re and then reflect that back to them. Let me, let me get this straight. You feel this and this and this and this and this and this and get that response. That's real communication. Um, the other thing is, uh, another thing that helped people is the seven second rule. When somebody's done speaking, count to, count to seven. If they keep talking before seven, let them keep going until it's seven seconds. Then you know they're finished and then respond and then get back to them. So oh, let me, let me, let me reflect this back to you, what you said. I mean, this is where real communication happens and people feel understood. They feel appreciated. And like almost everybody's problems could go away so quickly with just some basic communication skills. I mean, it's so simple. One, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. Oh, just got, okay. So we're good. I'm waiting and that's good. I, I, I saw this in a movie, uh, that movie Pulp Fiction. I don't know if it was an outtake or not, but to put it succinctly, do you listen or do you wait to talk? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's another way, a great way. It's, it's, a great, it's a great way of putting it. Great way of putting it. All right, man. Well, we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, um, I want to, uh, I want to get into some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about um, our educational system and, and programming that's creating stress and a lot of stress in the streets today on the way these younger, uh, younger kids and young adults are thinking today um, that are also being programmed by mass media. We'll be right back. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm back with Michael Hill. We've been chopping it up over some really cool stuff. Um, uh, all leading back to gut health, baby, because stress is one of the number one killer out there. And there's uh, today we're going deep into some political science stuff, some mass media communications, um, and then and we're going to get into some education here. But I just want to finish up. Well, we'll tie we'll tie the mass media in. Go ahead. Let's talk about your masters in higher education and then all the stuff that you learned afterwards. What's going on with our kids today? Let's go back to the, you know, like how they're teaching our kids when the industrial complex, that kind of stuff. And then what's, what's happened today as far and how that led into these, you know, so-called peaceful protests that are not very peaceful at all where people are dying. Yeah. Businesses yeah, are getting, we'll businesses are getting looted. It's all very, very related. Um, okay. So what we have, uh, as I was going to grad school and in my education classes, was all at a, this was also at a time, was about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. It was also at a time when uh, a, lot of, a lot of articles out there being published and pushed that the dumbing down of society, that, that we're not as smart as we used to be. We can even go back to something like the Renaissance or even 100 years ago. Um, and it was, it's all this, this idea that, that people don't really try anymore. The next generation is always dumber than the generation before. But then you bring in the information highway, and now we're looking at a different animal altogether. But let's just back up and look at, look at the dumbing down of society and then the educational models put in place here in the United States. So uh, my, from, what I, um, from what I understand through my research, 
this goes back to the beginning when when uh, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller family, had their say in the development of the educational system in our country. And the famous quote is, he, he doesn't want a nation of thinkers, he wants a nation of workers. Okay, fine. So let, let's think about what, what school was like when we were kids. So it was a lot about the industri Industrial Revolution. There was nothing about Tesla, Nikola Tesla, the, the one that can give us free energy. We didn't hear anything about him. We, we heard certain things, we didn't hear other things, but overall we, we came away with knowing how to write cursive and um, understanding the constitution, understanding American history. We supposedly never lost a war, which that's probably untrue. Um, and how we got into these wars were always for noble reasons, mostly all untrue also. So, uh, Either way, it, it, it worked and, and our country was at least, you know, strong and, and perception. So now I'm, I'm we're seeing uh, in, in more recent years, the, the advent and institution of the Common Core teaching program. Okay, and this was met with serious uh, 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 division by teachers. They did not want this. Most of them did not want this. This was a problem. It was hard to teach. Didn't make sense. It was not how they were taught to teach. Uh, and, and whenever math problems were brought up to, to, you know, to like adults, we'd be discussing it on, on social media. It'd be like a joke. But the whole time, what really seems to be going on is, and the other joke was, oh, they don't teach them how to cursive write anymore. Well, they don't need it. They all type on computer now and text. Yes, but the Constitution is in cursive writing. They can't read that. And let's look at this history. In social studies, they're teaching these kids. Upon closer examination, they're literally teaching them to, to, to hate America and American values and American history and, 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 and embrace a socialist communistic aspect without really putting home like they used to to us all the problems with how communism has never ever succeeded at, at, a, at a country level at a national level ever the most the most it's ever succeeded is, is a hippie commune which is fine you want to go live in a hippie commune i've got no problem with that but if you're going to try and enslave the world let's look at what communism has done we have uh the Nazis brought it in in the 30s as they took over. One of the things they did is what Obama did. They, they uh, nationalized uh, the, the insurance system, the healthcare system. Very bad. Tell me one thing the government ever gets right. Anything they take over, it usually goes bad pretty quick. Yeah, going to uh, the DMV or the post office. How's your service? Oh, my God. Everything. It's one thing after another. Okay. <laughs> so you see that the Nazis. The Bolshevik Revolution, Stalin, Stalin killed like 80 million. That's never talked about. After, as a result of the Maoist, the Maoist Revolution in China in the 60s, when it's what you're seeing going on right now in the United States is the same plan Mao did in the 60s in China, and 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 he got he got ultimately what he what, what we have in China now, the CCP. And how many people um, got killed in that deal? Of, you're not allowed to worship. Well, what happened was he, he, he 
he allowed the students to run wild and the protesters to smash everything and beat up the intellectuals and all the professors that were telling him not that, that this is a mistake. He, he, he allowed the, the, the country to sort of run wild, burn down all the, take down all the statues, just like it's going on now. I, I can't believe people are falling for this stuff because the, the, the history on this is so recent. But the kids today don't know that because they've been taught. I mean, if you're 20 years old, you don't know what happened in the 60s uh, because obviously you didn't do your homework or you weren't taught it for some reason. But, but this, this play is, was just done in the 60s and, and China is the result. China, you, there is no, to be clear, and, and, a, and a dictator controlled, military dictator controlled society, there is no real crime. So you don't need police for that. That's why the only police you need is for thought. You're policing political thought and religious thought because your God is the state. You're not allowed to worship a real God. You're only allowed to worship the state. Okay. And, and so if you're a conformist, communism is great. You'll love it. But if you are at all someone that likes to think for themselves, worship for themselves, practice political choice for themselves, you are going to have a big problem with social, socialist communism. And what they will do is they're, they're not going to try and they're going to send you to a concentration camp to convert you at first, but ultimately that's where they're going to kill you. And that's what the concentration camps are about. They're always going there first just for a two week vacation to, to learn the truth. No, no, you, you don't come back from those. And the United States actually built in the past 20 years, built a lot of empty brand new concentration camps across the country. Who's yeah. funding this stuff? Yeah. Well, probably we are, but it's it's misallocated dollars through the deep state, through George, George Soros funding, Bilderberg, uh, Trilateral Commission. There, to be clear, there's a lot of bad Republicans. The deep state includes most of the Republican side, most of the Democratic side. It's not about that. The deep state is is, is thick on both sides, infiltrated on both sides. Yeah, I say that so, all the time. People, when talking politics, I'm like, look, Stop being a spectator at the, at the tennis match, left versus right, back and forth, anti-vax versus pro-vaxing. You're, you're caught watching them behind the scenes. They're doing stuff like setting up all these FEMA camps, you know. That's a good thing to bring up right now. Real quick, let's just real brief talk about vaccines. That's one of my biggest passions. Okay, this is some, uh, my, my primary mentor, when I said he left the, the pharmaceutical industry, vaccines was a big reason. Um, upon his scientific research and metaphysical research, came to a, a solid conclusion and the statistics and everything else. So it's, it's actually this, this heightened uh, uh, vaccine schedule for children that is causing um, the, the giant eruption and, and autism, the, the various spectrums on autism. Now, I've actually worked to heal some autism in life, and it can be done. It's very difficult, and it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual change not just for the, for, the, for the victim, but for the family and, and everything that surrounds them in life. But let's just look at what really happened. Because one of the questions you get asked a lot, well, why didn't the vaccines you know, I got back in the 60s and 70s have that effect? Okay, good question. So in 1986, uh, a law was passed and acted that protected vaccine makers from liability no longer can be sued for, for uh, vaccine injury or death. And just so happens right after that, vaccine injury skyrocketed, autism skyrocketed, every, and the vaccine schedule skyrocketed. Why? Because it's big money and they no longer had to care what the ingredients were. 
If you look at the ingredients of your average flu shot, it is it is cringeworthy. It is disgusting. It is scary that they're that they think it's okay to put this in us. They call it thermosol, but that's just another fancy word for mercury, one of the most toxic substances known to man. They also put in baby fetus, dead baby fetus. That is in there. And not to mention the actual virus itself. That's why half the time people that go get a vaccine for the flu end up contracting it days later. <laughs> See? Um, it, it's really bad. So in 1986, laws were changed to protect the vaccine makers. Now, to be clear, I am not anti-vaccine on the surface. Uh, if you've got a good vaccine that's needed, that who's, who's, whose ingredients are, are legitimate, and, and it's really helping with zero side effect and a high efficacy rate. Now I'm 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 all for it. I just haven't seen anything like that probably in my lifetime. I can't really say much for the vaccines I was given as a child. Um, I, I know that like like you know a lot of my friends in life have allergies of this or that. I'm allergic to cats or, or cat hairs and certain medications. I imagine that, that that could largely be a result of vaccines, an adverse effect, a side effect to a vaccine I got as a child. You know so, what was re really interesting, buddy, is that um, I, I actually did a, a new little news report on this, I don't know, a couple months ago. I, I, when COVID hit and there was the big shutdown in the very beginning, um, young mothers and fathers weren't able to go in and see pediatricians. Just the, pediatri no. the pediatrician yeah. visit rate just dropped off like just dropped off like a cliff. But what was really interesting was infant mortality and young childhood mortality. The deaths also dropped like a rock. Yes, they weren't able. Isn't to that interesting? Now this could be a correlation. I don't know, but it just kind of common sense to me. It's like if they what were they not doing? They weren't able to see the pediatrician. Was the pediatrician give them inoculations, vaccines? No vaccines. The death rate dropped. Hmm. That's a possibility. Yes. This is actually a real good subject to bring up in general of, of how the medical system got to where it is today, back when it was developing back in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s against uh, the holistic approach that was developing at the same time here in the West under a man named Edgar Cayce. Edgar Cayce is the, the, the grandfather, the, the godfather of holistic medicine in the West. This man was one of the most wonderful men in our nation's history. He's known as uh, America's sleeping prophet or America's Nostradamus. But as opposed to Nostradamus's work, which pretty much only gave us a hundred quatrains uh, or maybe a thousand little readings verses, Edgar Cayce's work has something like, I think like 18,000, you know, uh, uh, points of reference. And it's all housed at the um, uh, Association for Research and Enlightenment at ARE in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And Edgar Casey came up at a time when it was basically looked at as the holistic approach versus what they called science evidence-based approach, mm -hmm. which was, you know, the, the cut open or to drug. And that's and they termed it this fancy positive sounding term. And then there was Edgar Casey's holistic approach. Now Edgar Casey himself would probably cite the merits of, of mainstream medical approach for certain, for certain uh, problems like trauma. Like, you know, you all of a sudden get your arm cut off. Well, holistic medicine isn't gonna help you a whole lot right at that second, but, but trauma medicine is.
and that's where it's great. Okay, but let's not confuse that for bigger picture stuff like you referenced just now with, with the children and, and vaccines. So what, what happened was you had this split now and you had people that had a choice back in the 20s and 30s of, well, let's just say the 20s of holistic approach versus mainstream medicine approach that's developing. Well, not only is the holistic approach citing some of the benefits of the mainstream approach, the, the developing mainstream approach, but it's also not going out of its way to smear it, to do that, that old smear campaign tactic that politicians love to do today, okay? They didn't take that approach because when you're good and holistic, you don't take negative approaches in life. You stay positive. But the nature of this approach thought that what was afraid that its way wasn't going to win out. So it had to attack Edgar Casey's approach. It also did that. There's also evidence to show that one of the, uh, you know, whenever you have these, these planned epidemics, these planned world events, there's always, it always uh, checks more than one box. The Titanic going down, that checked a more, bunch of boxes. World War One, World War, checked a bunch of boxes. So um, when they crashed the stock market in 29, it checked a bunch of boxes. When, 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 when the Fed, when, when, when the central bank, when Rothschild called in his notes instantly, all his mortgages instantly, yes, it crashed the economy. But did he need to do that? No. Was there other reasons why he probably did it? Yes. One of them was the threat of holistic medicine. It created an instant distraction at a time when Edgar Casey's popularity was at an all-time high in 1929. The stock market all of a sudden made everybody poor and no one was really thinking about Edgar Casey anymore. You understand? Yeah. It was just yeah. one more thing. And so that's why, that's why the, the science evidence based of cutting and drugging end up winning out and becoming the, the, the animal, the, the monster it is today. Yeah. And it's also based on an old model of the immune system. Yes. Well, because, yes, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Story. Yeah. So let's tie this all in. So you got kids, they're being um, basically propagandized through what they're taught. And now they're yep. young adults and they're, they're out there listening to mainstream media through mass media communications. It's owned right by, now, which is being controlled. Yeah. Uh, six organizations wow. controlled by basically one family. All right. And to be clear, to be clear, one of, one of, one of uh, uh, Rothschild's famous quotes or famous approaches is he doesn't care either way what your government or your, or your, your political party system is. He just wants to control the money. And when he controls the money, he knows he controls every government. So because Trump kicked out his control of the money and, and made it so the United States could print their own money again and go gold backed instead of digital zero backed, right? Because that's all that's all the central bank does is just push a bunch of buttons and presto change or you have a mortgage mm -hmm. money created out of thin air usury created out of thin air slavery created out of thin air okay so so you know they, they have this and so now when when he he can't control the politics anymore because because trump took control of his fed well now all he's got is his media to sit there and, and 24 7 attack everything trump does why because because he doesn't have Trump's military to attack himself with it because it was the Trump's, it was the United States military that made sure if you didn't use my dollar, I was going to come in there. I don't care what your politics are. I just want to make sure you use my dollar. Well, now I can't do that. So what's he doing? He's using the media he owns, these six conglomerate companies 
to control his narrative to make everybody think that Trump's a bad guy when Trump is basically the only thing standing in the way of complete totalitarianism. Why? Because now at this point, when, when you're a socialist communist nation, you no longer have the freedom to decide who, you know, what anything is. You're very, it, it's very easy. You're very easily controlled. That's why there's no crime in China and North Korea, because everyone's afraid to do it. You're not going to do anything because you're going to get, you're going to, you're never going to be seen again if you commit a crime. Or your neighbors, you tattle, your, na- your, your, neighbors gonna, your neighbors will tattletale on you. Exactly. That's another problem. And this they're setting, they're setting, they're, they're setting that up right now, like hotline. Yes. Tracing, tricking, and, and they're trying to virtual signal it, making it sound like tattling no, on somebody. Something no you were taught as a kid is a bad thing. Is, a, is suddenly a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's really frustrating watching this happen. And like, to clear things up, like if you're not sure whether communism's bad or not, I can tell you like right now over in uh, like do some research, like, like Michael said, like Stalin, 80 million people killed. Um, Mao was like a hundred, was a hundred million, hundred million, hundred million, million people killed. Right. But look, look what's going on right now. The Chinese communist party um, takes these people who are basically like yoga type Chai Chi Gong people. It's called Falun, yes. Falun Gong. And it was a practice. Yes. I think it started in the nineties or something like that. And it just took off. This is where people go out. They don't eat, they don't eat bad foods. They eat healthy. They don't drink alcohol. They don't do drugs. And they go out and they meet in the squares and the towns and the fields. And they do like a yoga practice and a meditation practice. And the popularity grew so big that even people in the Chinese communist um, uppers were starting to do it. The leader got freaked out about this because it was, it was getting too much traction. So all of a sudden they took the media and spun it and said that, hey, meditation and eating healthy and that stuff is really bad. These people are bad for us. They're bad, bad, bad. And then they started getting the public after a while programming, thinking it was. And then they started actually arresting like the instructor. So imagine you're teaching, you're and they're having a yoga class and it's your favorite teacher. And all of a sudden they're, they're taken out with uh, batons and military right in the middle of a class. And then it gets worse. Then they ship them to a holding pen, take their blood samples and stuff like that. And then when an organ donor comes, they take them out and they cut out their organs and they sell their organs. This is happening right now. The Chinese communist party is selling on average 300,000 organs per year. Now that was a long, quick story to tell you that, if you are want to be anything around communism, anything that China is doing, it's not good because look what they're doing. That's why they're, China is pushing 5G like crazy. So that tells me if they're wanting to arrest yoga instructors, basically, and then chop out their organs for good people. And, oh, yes. Very healthy organ. Very good. Very good. No drink. All healthy. Very good for you. You know, then you can't trust them and you can't trust anything that they're doing, anything they're doing, anything that Chinese Communist Party is involved in. You have to be very suspect of that and understand that that's probably not a good thing. And if anything that we're doing over here, you just scared me, too, because if we're modeling this stuff, I didn't know that that's what Mao was doing, where he's letting the unrest and teaching. That's right. And they, and they fund the them. They, they fund them. They give them money and they ship them that's around right. to go to different events and scare people. And they're just like, we're going to burn everything down. They're starting to do it in inner cities, the big cities like Chicago and Portland and, and uh, Minneapolis. Those are in New York. These are the ones that are going to get hit first. Highly coordinated. Yep. Highly coordinated. Yep. And I've seen the recordings of Zoom meetings from people on the inside where they're get recording the Zoom meetings and how these leaders are telling people, it's like, hey, you know what? If we need to burn a building down, we got to burn a building down because the cause is more important and we might lose a few people along the way. That's a good point to bring. Two things I want you just brought something up really good. Right now, they're, they're selling the idea that the end justifies the means. 
The end never justifies the means. And that's a problem. If you don't get to the place right, then, then your journey getting there is going to create a negative karmic effect that even if you think you got to where you wanted to be, you ain't going to have it. It just doesn't work that way. That and the idea that the old Hitler trait, you just keep telling the lie over and over enough until they believe it. And that's what you really see what the media tries to do. Just keep purporting this lie. This It's a pandemic. I mean, I've literally gone to the Chicago City Hospitals with on my bicycle with a video camera in hand. Look, there it is. This is a major city hospital in Chicago. Where's the pandemic? Empty tents, empty everything. And none of it's true. Yeah. So it, it's very frustrating and, and you need awareness and discernment. And a lot of people are just waking up and the first reaction is to tell everybody, well, that used to be a bad thing because uh, it alienated you. But now everybody's sort of waking up slowly and you get enough people doing it. it you're getting that, that, that mass, that, that critical mass stage where it's like, I don't need 51% of the world to wake up. I need a good 10% to wake up and you'll get that hundred monkey effect. You understand where the consciousness will carry over. Yeah. Truth and, wins. And, and, yes. Yeah. Yes. It really does. Well, Hey man, I really appreciate you coming on today. Um, I hope today that those of you listening um, take some of Michael's insights and, and realize what really is going on. Cause the whole conversation today was giving you some back some deeper education. I know some of this was political, but you kind of have to go there to understand what's really happening and the moving parts behind the scenes that are causing us stress, that are causing yes. our children stress. Like if you're stressed out, your poor health and your stress affects everybody else in your life, not just you. And we don't want you to be stressed out. We want you to be happy, healthy people. We want you to have good gut health. And you can't do that when you're in a, you know, you're in fight or flight mode. And when you're stressed, your body goes into fight or flight mode and you're, ex you're just experiencing so much adrenaline and cortisol. And when, when you're not using this, like through exercise, you're creating a toxic soup inside of your body and you're raising your chances of all types of disease. And we don't want that. We want you to learn how to, like Michael said, Tai Chi and Qi Gong and meditation and breath work. Go and, see an energy healer. Tell everybody yeah, go and, see an energy healer. And stay and stay in the eye of the storm when all this crap's going on around you and turn off the news. I guess that was it for this one is just turn the freaking TV off. And if you do watch it, watch it for entertainment and realize that whatever they say, they're probably doing themselves. And whatever they say is, is the inversion of what reality is. Exactly. They're doing exactly. it themselves. And it's the inversion of what reality is. It's one of those two things. And they're trying to project what they're doing onto us. And that's what a lot of people do. When somebody's yelling at you in your house or whatever, they're not mad at you. They're mad at themselves. They're unhappy with themselves. So they're projecting that crap on you. And they're doing the exact same thing through mass media communications. So Michael, thanks for coming on. And if somebody wants to get healed, they want to get their energy cleaned, like I've had it done, um, how do they best get in touch with you? Uh, yes, um, I'll give you an uh, indigo healing resource. I'm gonna, uh, can you see that back here? Can you see the picture back here? Yeah. That's my practice. I can be found on Facebook, just like that says spelled out. Or uh, uh, my number is 773-732-5170 or indigo healing resource um, dot uh, at gmail.com that's <laughs> do you have indigo healing resource.com is that available uh no I, I used to have it but the website end up proving more 
more problems than it was worth. The best way to get to find me is just find me on Facebook. I don't want it to be too easy to find me. I want serious seekers. So okay, okay. So if yeah. they want to find you, they go to Facebook. They go to Indigo Healing Resource. Resource. Yep. Got it. Or they send can me a message. You. Send me a private message, or, or try and get in. The group is better than the page. Okay. Oh, you have a private group too. I have a private group that is exclusive, but that I, I, I. It's because the nature of of, of the deep spiritual teachings that I mm-hmm. like to do not for mass at a time. So every time, sometimes I get a new person and I take someone out that's, that's sort of kind of done anyways. You know, I try and maintain a certain number to, to keep it a, 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 an intimate experience. Cool. So what would your final parting words be for people to reduce stress in their life? Okay. Um, uh, work on yourself. Think of yourself. Work on, work on what you can work. Think Think globally, act locally. You, you want to think of yourself. You want to you quiet the mind. It, it starts with um, putting a sock in it and, and observing your thoughts and working on quieting your mind. Stop worrying about a, a past you can't change. Forget that argument you lost. Stop worrying, fretting about a future that doesn't exist. You don't know how things are going to turn out. Yes, the news is telling you one thing. It's probably nothing close to the truth of how reality is going to play out. Just live in the moment, control what you, you know, adjust what you can control and know that this lockdown, this idea of locking down and telling others virtual signaling, you know, masks and, and all this is safer. No, it, the lockdown itself is actually causing more harm to everybody than the sickness itself. The virus only affects so few. These lockdowns is affecting everybody, the economy, the health of everybody. Just, you know, I, you, you got to go within the law. I don't want you to go get yourself arrested or anything, but, but resist when you can, educate yourself when you can, and do the research and just breathe. Breathe, man, breathe. <laughs> just <laughs> and breathe. thank you so much, Tim James, for offering me this opportunity. I really respect what you do, and uh, I really appreciate your assistant Stephanie's help also. I've never been on a Zoom meeting before, actually, before today. Or at least not one I can remember. I don't know. Put me on a lot more. I'm in a group of a lot of podcasters, and I think you'd be a great guest. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer you out if you're okay with you. Um, I, I oh, think- that would be awesome. I have lots more to offer. <laughs> I know, I know. We we didn't even really one hours or whatever we did today is not even a, a justify the knowledge base that you have. So I really appreciate your time and, um, and, and, and being able to take all that stuff that you've learned and accumulated and your real life experiences and sharing them with the audience today. And I also want to thank those of you listening today for, for tuning in again for another episode. And we hope that we're bringing you some really cool tools. And the, the goal here is like, every time you listen, if you can just find like one thing, just one thing that's like, ah, oh, it's like an aha, or it's like something, wow, that sounds good. And you can actually take action and apply it to your life and get benefit. Um, that's what we're doing this for. And then, you know, and share, share the message, take this video, uh, this podcast, um, and share it with your friends and families. Give us a rating. I want all of you listening over the world. Uh, you know, I, I keep naming every time we do a podcast meeting weekly, there's more countries. I mean, we are like all over the place, but Australia, New Zealand, all of Europe, um, Middle East now. Um, um, we've had clients in um, uh, Israel, 
just kind of cool stuff. Canada, Mexico, Peru. I mean, it's Brazil. It's, it's all over the place. So everybody listening there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing our message with other people. And I will do my best to keep finding these really cool, interesting guests that can bring value to your life. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we will see you again real soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 